Hey y'all, I'm Tara Royer-Steele, and welcome to the Jesus Pie and Coffee podcast, the place where we have real conversations over pie and coffee. Hey guys, today on the podcast, I sit down face-to-face with my friend Sarah Martin. Um, Y'all, she is on fire. She is vibrant and all about revival right now. So I, I don't even want to um, tell you anything else. I want you, I just want y'all to listen. So get your cup of coffee, pull up a chair and um, enjoy. Oh my gosh. Okay, everyone. That's fantastic. <laughs> this is my friend Sarah Martin. Hi. <laughs> it's so fun. We get to sit face to face. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it was fun. My little drive over here through the country. It is a good drive. Them. Which yeah. way do you come? Through Navasota. Nasty soda? No, Navasota's fine. They're working on it. They're working it on it. It still smells like mothballs. Okay. Did it smell like mothballs today? I mean, today? no. I was, like, too focused on my, like, worship music. And... Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so so when I go through Navasota, I need to be listening to yes, Christian worship. And then Pray I will not it. smell the mothballs. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, I'm so excited. This We've had to reschedule, and but we've gotten to... Um, do things together in the yeah, real world too. Totally, totally. And I don't think I would have been able to be here like live had we done the last date. So, oh, this is this way is better. Great. Yeah, live is way good. Okay, so tell me just a little bit about you. What what does life look like for you on the daily? And tell me about your family too. Yeah. So, kind of my official, and then I'll kind of do off the cuff. But my official is that I am a wife, a mom. Um, I'm also a speaker and an author and a wannabe artist. And one of my greatest passions is to grab women by the hand and just encourage them and lead them into the presence of Jesus. And I do that just by teaching life and faith growth points. It's basically discipleship. That's a more fun way to to do that. So whether it's at events or in my writing or just Instagram posts. I write courses too. I'm working on it. Yeah, I'm working on it. It's called the Vibrant Life Academy. So it'll be coming out in... The new year, but I do little email devotionals and until then, they're called the Vibrant Life, and they're various topics and things. So yeah, that kind of looks like that for me on the daily. I work from home. I've got a one one son, um, he's eleven, and so I can easily change out hats. I've got I don't have the littles anymore, the little anymore. So it's easier to do all the things that I right. do. Um, that's what I like to tell people. You, you can't compare other women's seasons to your season and what they're getting done to what you may or may not be getting done because everybody's seasons are different. Yeah. Things always change. So, you know, things are going to ramp up for me when we start getting into like middle school athletics. You know, I, I mean, I can't, you know, I got to be even more on it with just in middle school in general. Like, <laughs> like you got to stay on it. <laughs> middle school is it just, there's not as much grace. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> It's coming. <laughs> We're in middle school. Well, you're in middle school. Wait. So how does how are the um? So he's in intermediate right now for okay. two years, and then middle school. So it's it's kind of a little buffer. Oh, but he see, has they a locker. call middle school here fifth grade. So see, it's so different. Uh, so weird. Yeah, different. How we're weird and we're yeah. weird. Your Aggies, it's fine. Yeah, that, your that's Aggies. Part of the I mean, that's part of the problem too. I'll own that. That's fine. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, we all know I married <laughs> Aggies. Yes. Okay. Anyways, okay. So tell. So, but you also do other things. 
Like I those earrings. Where did you get those? Oh, see, so I work. Part, I don't talk about it a ton. But you should. I should. It's fun. I'm because you're sti- great at it. Oh, you're sweet. I'm a stylist for Stitch Fix. I work part time. I call it my tent making job. It's it's. I work from home, and it offers me uh, a bit of creativity, a lot of creativity, and then just the flexibility to be a mom and do a little bit of traveling when I go and teach or space around my work hours for some writing. And so I've been doing that for, um, I took a little break, um, to take on another job, but I've been doing that for almost four years. Really? Yeah. What does it look like? I mean, what is, I, cause I did do the stitch fix thing for a little bit. And yeah. then I was like, I just really can't afford to do this stitch fix thing all the time. Yeah, cause gotta, I was like, Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta like, you, you can, you can manage it to, if you don't, you don't have to get it every month, but um, cause it's not necessarily a subscription, but it's just fun. Like, it's just fun getting to know my clients, like yeah. seeing their Pinterest boards and especially the ones after year, you know, month after month or time after time, if they tell me who a little about, I mean, I hear about, you know, I'm now pregnant, I need maternity or I'm getting married, give me some bachelorette stuff. And it's, it's just a creative way to, I never thought of myself as, as, as fashionable. Um, so it's been quite helpful for me. Um, I've kind of upped my fashion game. Yeah. Um, I, well, I always think you look awesome. So <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Do we blame it on Stitch Fix? Um, the the like the styling wise, it's helped me to understand my uh, my body type and understand what 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 looks, looks good, good and what's meant for my body type and what could look good on somebody else might not look great on me and that's okay. Um, hmm. And so it's just kind of helped my confidence level and, and just like what I go and pick out and stuff. But I don't wear real clothes on the daily. Like it's usually like my workout pants until I must change into to real clothes to go outside the house. So <laughs> I don't need a ton of clothes. So I don't shop a ton. I'm not a big shopper. Just so funny. Well, that's usually the way it goes though, isn't it? I mean, if I'm shopping for somebody else, it's kind of vicarious. So yeah, you get to spend their money. your money. That's right. <laughs> so it, that kind of meets that need. Yeah. Maybe I should become a stitch fix stylist. Your style is great. Oh, it's so hodgepodge. That's me, my style. But that's you. Hodgepodge. Like, it's fun. You don't have to be in one box. Oh, I'm, yep. Definitely not that. Yeah. We don't have to put ourselves in a box. Yeah. But and it's, it, and I, it's evolved through the different body types that I've had, right? True. Yeah. When I, five years ago, I was wearing like the, when the tight t-shirts and the tight skinny jeans, cause <sighs> you know. I'm glad these boot cuts and the flares I'm, are back. I, I, I've got a good pair of a, a flare jean that I'm, I like to wear. Are they new? No. They're old? Yeah. I saw the new ones. I think that's why I keep saying I want to go to Gap today. I don't you, go to the Gap. No, but the Gap has these flares. I normally would just go to Old Navy, but there's these Gap ones that I keep seeing that they're I just. They're probably really good denim too. Yeah. So. If you see me later at Gap, there you'll you know go. why. There <laughs> you go. Because I to get those flare jeans. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. So, um, and your husband? Yeah. So we've been married. I get it wrong. He always gives me the side eye. So we have all these dates that we celebrate the date that we met and then we got engaged a year later. And then like six months after that, you know, the, the wedding date. So we have been married (sighs) 17 years. I said 18 (laughs) or 19 the other day and he was like, excuse me. But that was when we met the 18, 19. Yeah. We met in college. We met at A&M. We met at Hurricane Harry's, which is a, a country bar. My friends knew his friends. 
and he was in the Ross Volunteers, which is this super cool, like kind of elite thing in the Corps Cadets. Yeah. And they wore the navy whites. And I really wanted to go to the Ross Volunteer Ball. And it was him and another guy asking me to dance. And I knew Greg, Greg was in the RVs. And so he won. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the truth. And so, I mean, part of the truth, he's really sweet. And he's almost too nice. And so I was like, Mom, what do I do with this boy? He's too nice. She's like, are you crazy? Stick with him. And so. Oh, my gosh. Your mom. I met your mother. <laughs> she's great. Oh, my gosh. She's awesome. Yeah. It just happened when you said your mom. And I was like, wait, I've met, met Iris. <laughs> yes. My mom's awesome. Yeah. So she kind of set me straight. And, yeah, we've been married 17 years. He, he spent a good chunk of our marriage in the Army. Mm-hmm. And now he works for a bank. So it's completely not dangerous. The only, yeah, yeah. I, he manages our our money. I don't have any hands on any of that. I don't even know her codes to get in the bank. That's okay. But, I'm okay she, with it. I th- well, this comes from ch- past stuff, but knowing that I'm like I I don't really care. What as long as there's money there and it's fine yeah. and there's everything's paid for. I don't care. Yeah. And. But I think a long time, a long time ago for me, it was like I was searching for this person. I just wanted this man that was going to come, and he's got a house and a car, and a job, and I just wanted to make sure that someone was like going to take care of me. Yeah, you know? yeah. And so that's totally Rick's deal. Yeah, he takes care. He's a good caretaker. He's a good care caretaker. Caretaker. He's like a good steady. He's a good steady. And then he gets, well, out of control. But that's fine. They all have to do something like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, how did you, um, I mean, how did you get into the ministry, the writing, the sp- how did you, how did that all happen? Yeah, so I mentioned Greg was in the Army, mm-hmm. and um, he had several deployments. The first deployment um, was right when we were married and the war just started, and I went kind of crazy town. We had just moved to North Carolina, and I was young. I didn't know how to manage our checkbook. Mm. I, I was at Target like twice yes, a week, that. Mm-hmm. 50 bucks down each time. I just wasn't plugged into the church. So that was not one of those deployments. But the the second two deployments, he was gone. And um, the, we we either didn't have kids or then the final deployment we had, a, our son was itty bitty. So he was in bed by, you know, 637, you know, whatever. So I had these evenings to myself and I found myself in this place of just really um, pressing into like deep faith conversations and learning. And it was a, a time of pretty intense discipleship. So I went, I got kind of into the ministry world because I started reading Chuck Colson. He wrote this book yeah. called now, how now shall we live? Mm-hmm. And the whole idea of a biblical worldview and, um, just the way you place Jesus in every sphere of your life. Um, and so I was like, wow, women need this. And I was so like, like ignorant. Cause yeah, there were already women doing this. Uh, I was like, women, we all need, we're like the, the center of the household. We, we need, you know, like we need the, they need this stuff. And so it was just funny how I look back. I'm like, duh, like everybody's. Yeah. Duh. But the, the thing was that, but you didn't, you know, women were doing it, but no one was like, was anyone pouring into you that you, well, I, so, At the time. so I, so I moved into a discipleship program that okay. Chad Colson started called the Centurion program. And it was really neat. I, he, you know, he, he was 
older at that time. Yeah. And I, I got to spend time with him before he passed away. Oh, wow. And there was only a hundred of us. We would um, do it online and then meet in DC. So it, this was some pretty intense, it's yeah. not like seminary, but it was, it was it, next to seminary. It was a pretty intense kind of certificate. And so I'm like, how do I, how do I make this available? Like this thought process of biblical worldview available to, to women. And so at my church, my, my pastor really, was supportive of me. I mean, I would come in and ask him, like, you asked who, who was praying to me. It was, it was my pastor. I would say, okay, I would study like other women's Bible studies and see like what footnotes they would, they would use. And I'd go to the back. It was Beth Moore. Like we all did like Beth Moore. I would study not just like what she was teaching, but how she taught it. And then I started listening and how she would speak and how she would put together messages. But <laughs> I went into my pastor. I was like, pastor Mark, what is this IBID? what is, I need to get my hands on IBID. And he, and he kind of grinned and he took me to his big, you know, like library of, of resources. And he showed me and IBID is just the like abbreviation for use the, um, resource that is listed above. And so it was whatever commentary Beth Moore was using, but then it was IBID, 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 IBID. I'm like, IBID's everywhere. This must be next to the Bible. This must be the thing to have. How do I get my hands on IBID? And so anyway, he set me straight. I mean, he, you know, he, he carried me along, but I mean, it was, it was nuts. I was a young 20 something without a seminary degree. He, he trusted what I was learning it with Chuck Colson's group. But I mean, they let me write my own Bible study and teach it on Wednesday nights. Like it was just like, and we're talking a Southern Baptist church. I, I mean, looking back, that's pretty remarkable. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of how I got started. And then I moved into the writing world. Just, I was plugged into some, some ministries. I worked with Proverbs 31 ministries. We, we launched a, a website just for 20 somethings called She Seeks. It's no longer a thing anymore, but it, it, uh, introduced me to my love for young adult women and I was around authors and speakers and, uh, they mentored me and I, I kind of moved in like my book deal kind of fell into place just being in the, really the right place at the right time. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of how it all started. Um, just for a passion of this biblical worldview of, uh, there was this one quote that I, if I didn't take, take anything else from the, uh, Chuck Colson discipleship, it was a, um, a quote that there's not one square inch of the entire universe where Christ who is sovereign does not claim mine. Mm -hmm. And, um, that stuck in my heart and I'm like, let's make this real. And I'm very real and, and I like to, you know, get very applicable. And that's, that's a pretty easy thing to start an easy, like a, like a, a visual a visual to start with and start teaching from. So that's kind of like the foundation of how I got started. Wow. Okay. That was a lot. That was, that no. was a lot. Your editor can, can edit that down. <laughs> oh, we don't need to edit. We're fine. Um, no, I, I love it. Okay. So, um, you have one, one book. I have two, two books. I have two. Okay. So tell me about the books. Like, how did you go through that process? Were they different processes or were they the same? So I published with Thomas Nelson. And so it was the same process because I was with, um, the Bible study resources, which was kind of a cool thing. I got in the back door of like the a big publishing house getting in with the Bible study resources, but it was the craziest thing. I was, um, talking to another publisher and she's like, you should let, like, let's meet at this one event. You should come. Um, and they were having, so I was like, I signed up for the event. It was a leadership, women's leadership conference. And they were having a, a, a webinar talking about the conference. And in the chat, this is such a God thing in the chat box, 
a gal said, I work, you know, it, it was hosted by Lifeway. And so she's like, I work for Lifeway, but I'm still looking for somebody to room with at Ridgecrest. Who, who needs a roommate? And so I'm like, I do. I didn't know this gal from whatever, sure. but if she's on this particular little bitty webcast, you know, it should be okay. And so we ended up being roommates. Well, she ended up moving from Lifeway, Lifeway to, to Thomas, Thomas Nelson. Nelson. And she, her first, she's like, I need, I needed, I, I need to go to, uh, our editing board with a project. Let me have your book proposal. And so I, you know, by then it had been, it had been through several um, editors and they turned it down. It was, it was just for 20 something. So it was a pretty niche. My first right. book was really niched down. And what was, was the name of the first book? It was called, so it's called stress point thriving through your twenties in a decade of drama. So all Holy about geez. money, dating, career, friends and family, body image, 10 different stress points and putting, like I said before, Jesus in the center of every one of them. But it's very clearly a Bible study. And so it didn't pique the interest of some of the more trade books um, editors. And so this was, she worked, started working for Thomas Nelson in their Bible study resources. So uh, they let me put like journaling space and they actually marketed it to where it went on the shelves with other trade books. Uh -huh. So it wasn't kind of pushed to the side where maybe somebody who might have heard of it would do a group study and maybe want the resource. It was, I mean, it looks like a trade book. And so, um, really, I mean, it, it, you know, anytime I think about striving or think, I mean, cause I know how to kick the doors open. I know how to do the marketing thing. I enjoy the marketing thing, but that is a true example of the Lord will open doors that no man can close and aligning it perfectly. Um, and I constantly have to remind myself of that, um, like I said, because I know how to do all the things that to like orchestrate. I just kind of have that head knowledge, but it's a really a pulling back on the rain, like letting go of the range and like pulling back in myself. And it was a sweet process, but it was a quick process. I was actually working full time. I was a pharmaceutical sales rep. And so I would, I did a lot of driving and of course my son was tiny and my husband's such a good partner in ministry, but I would, I worked I would drive a ton. I would write the book in my head, a chapter, whatever chunk I was working on. And then that weekend I would go to Starbucks and just pound it out on my computer. And so I did it. I mean, it just was nuts. Um, and then I took a severance package and stepped away from that job. And the timing of it was crazy because my book was coming out in six months after that. And once you've turned in your manuscript, I mean, I know you know this, once you turn in your manuscript, writing the manuscript is on your timeline as long as you get it by that date. Yes. But once you turn in the manuscript, it's on their timeline of whatever, the edits and marketing yeah. and publicity. So it would have been next to impossible to try to do my full-time job and also get those deadlines done. So again, God's timing is, is so perfect. So... Yeah, that was my my first book. And then I got to publish again. My second book is called Just Rise Up, A Call to Make Jesus Famous. It's another Bible study through Psalm 145 where it says, one generation will proclaim his fame to the next. And so um, that's a whole cool conversation, different of how I honed in on that psalm. But the publisher, again, like, let me just do this Bible study and marketed it like a trade book. And yeah, so that's kind of where I was. I, I like to say, I used to say, it's my more recent book, but dude, that was like in 2015, like yeah. 2019. So I, since then I took a break from writing when we moved back to Texas. And so I don't know when it's time for another one yet, but it's coming. Sure it is. Yeah, it's coming. So Okay, so tell me about Psalms 145. I mean, you can't just do that and 
Yeah. So, oh, oh, the story. So yeah. yeah. So we were in North Carolina and because I have such a heart for young adult women. It was just awesome. This church that we went to, we had a thriving young adults group, not just women, but men and women. We met once a month, once a week. I mean, full worship, full preaching. They let me preach at least a couple times a month. And, um, it's just a great like ground to like cut my teeth and in, in teaching and so kind of them to let me partner in with them. But we were doing a 24-hour prayer chain kind of thing. And uh, I was on the older spectrum. So it was a 20s and 30s group. And so I was in my 30s. So I was in the older spectrum. And so I'm like, and so they had us signing up for these this prayer chain. And they said, okay, there's these slots. It literally was going through the night. You'd take an hour chunk or more if you wanted. And I'm like, I won't let these young ones take the middle of the night. I'll do, you know, 8 a.m. You know, or, you know, my son's going to be at my head. We can trade off. I'll take, I'll take the morning shift. I won't, you know, I'm too old to do the, you know, middle of the night. Uh So I'm sitting there. I kind of found a place in our, in our room and they gave us a, um, a prayer, just a card with scripture to pray through. And I love the Psalms. I, I've spent tons of time in the Psalms. But I never had readily read Psalm 145. So I it was one of those weird, like as if it was in some cheesy movie where like the like the camera pones in <laughs> on this one verse and everything else is blurred out. And it said, you know, one generation will proclaim his fame to the next. Make Jesus famous. Like this whole concept of make Jesus famous. And I was like, rise up. Like we need to rise up and make Jesus famous. And so out of that concept, I just kind of did some blogging on it and it was resonating. And, uh, just the concept just came, I kept, I did some speaking engagements on it. It resonated. And so it ended up just being this whole idea of living a life of praise with a humble posture before the Lord, um, seeking after his agenda and his kingdom, his kingdom come as will be done. Um, and submitting our dreams and hopes under his, um, perfect agenda and then influencing others to do the same. And so it's a verse by verse through Psalm 145. I kind of pulled those concepts out of Psalm 145, but it, it literally came from like this, like zeroing in moment, uh, like, you know, this 24 hour prayer chain. So I still have that little paper I found in my Bible a couple months ago. Oh, I love that. It was sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So I, well, let me just say this. I mean, I just love your enthusiasm and your, <laughs> I'm a little much. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks. I don't think so. I think you're exactly the way you're supposed to be. <laughs> thanks. Because it draws people, like, the people that want that. Totally. I'm not for everybody. I'm not for you. Know, yeah, I'm not that's for fine. Yeah. And getting to the point where we're like, I'm not for everybody. Yeah, exactly. And that's okay. And, yeah. And we're exactly who we're supposed to be. Yeah. Yes. Not, we, we cannot please everybody. Right, right. Yeah. So, anyways. Okay, well, I love that. So, what if... Do you have any inklings of if you, do you have dreams to write another book? Do you have what you would want to write another book on? Yeah. Yeah. So my, I I really believe my vibrant life, the vibrant life stuff is going to turn into a book. Um, I'm doing, like I mentioned before the vibrant life Academy, it's going to be workshops like with some, with a PDF and, um, some live calls, uh, video stuff. And that'll turn eventually into a book. One thing that really propels me and helps me figure out the message is to do a series of like speaking messages to like the the writing thing does not come naturally to me. Right. That's the door the Lord had clearly opened. Yep. But it does not come as naturally to me. I enjoy speaking. I love looking people in the eye. I love the energy of the room and seeing how it connects. I love praying through the message with people. You know, I love the the preparation of of, of teaching. So 
I feel like I need to do some more live stuff and then this live version online before it'll come. But it's, it's a pretty wide open concept. It's the idea of seeking all of who God is in his presence and sitting under his glory and sitting under his, really his presence, like a revival. Like I'm doing a lot of studying right now on revival. And so the concept of God's presence is a little wild for me who didn't like grow up in like the charismatic world, but I'm kind of sliding toward that way and the Holy Spirit and like sitting under God's presence and then, then and only then letting the light of his glory then shine into us to inform who we are, who he says we are, um, our purpose, and then going outward from that. So I think I'm kind of stepping on my own toes, trying to figure out how to convey that and trying to like go deeper with that. There's tons of scripture. I mean, I need to just stick with the scripture, not try to reinvent it, you know? So I gotta like, you know, hold my, you know, pull back and like, what does the, what does the word say? You know, not try to make it too hard, you know? So uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah all, yes, I do that all the time. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay, so what is this vibrant, so the vibrant life? You do that, you're doing devotions that you send out now? Right. On the daily, on the weekly? Is it monthly? No, it's not even that. So I've just done it's it. whenever. It's just I've done the, the I do promptings. these chunks of, It's a, I'll make it a series. So you can sign up on my email list and then I'll, I'll do like a two-week series of it. It's my way of offering some sort of email option. Yes. But I don't like the commitment of an every week newsletter. Yeah. And I like going deep. And so this gave me the option to, if you really want to go deep with me, give me your email. And I I mean, we are talking deep. Like this latest one I did, it's called um, Vibrant Life Word Come Alive. And I just was like, I want women to learn how to study the word for themselves. I love to teach, but I also love to see how women can be equipped to get in the word for themselves and do it in a manner that is dividing the word of God and rightly and responsibly and obviously, you know, directed by the Holy spirit, but with prayer. But so we, (laughs) I did this, it's called word come alive and we're doing, we did verse by verse through Colossians, which is one of my favorite uh, books. However, it's a shorter book. And so you can kind of teach the concepts of studying the word kind of almost inductively with a little bit of more like Holy spirit journaling. And, um, but my first email, I had to apologize. I had to tell him, look, if you can hang tight with this first, I mean, it was like at least, I I should count up how many words it was so many words. And, uh, and I know they were just like on their phone, just like scrolling through with their journal. I hope they were, but I'm like, I had to set it up somewhere, sure. you know? So that's really where the books are beneficial and having it more on paper and having it, but this is just free and yeah, it's yeah. my way of getting my feedback in, in the game, you know? And so I just, you know, it's what I'm doing. So, but I would like to elevate the situation a little bit more and offer a PDF and do more live teaching uh, via video. So that's what's next. So when is this coming out? In the new year, I'm going to do, my goal is February. So it'll be, it's kind of going to be of like a Vibrant Life 101, the first one. And then I'll do some mini courses and um, I have a whole room, like a whole wall in my room with all the concepts I've taught on the Vibrant Life, the messages that go with it. Um, And so right now it's a matter of like honing it in on like a three week course um, what, what do I even begin with? You know, but it's, it is what I did. It's what I told you, the sitting under God's glory, seeking after his presence and letting that inform, you know, that light then illuminate who he says we are and then moving out into that. So yeah, it's a lot. It's, it's a lot in my head. Sometimes it is not think, fun to live in my head sometimes. 
Yeah, I think that's yes. I can totally relate. That's the hard one of the hardest things is then I don't know. Do you get stuck? Do you can you move out of it? I mean, how does how do you? Because um, I know you can't just keep doing, keep doing, keep writing, keep writing. Like, how do you get away, get recharged, and? Yeah, so I do art. I make art mm-hmm. like you do, and um, a lot of what the way I keep from getting stuck as yeah. far as in the writing world is. I have to do brain dumps. Yeah. Um, if you've ever read The Artist's Way, mm-hmm. um, she's great. She's a little woo-woo for some. Yeah. And so I kind of take take and leave, you sure. know, what she was. But her morning pages concept is... Dump three pages? Yes. Yep. I, call, I call them my white pages. Um, I don't necessarily always do them in the morning. I literally get white paper, like copy paper from my computer. So it's not a fancy journal. That's going to be like my, my legacy that my kid will read later. It's nothing like that. It's literally like, what do you call it? Dump. 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 Yeah. Yeah, You just dump out. So I call them more like prayer, prayer pages. I'll turn it into more of, Mm. of, of a prayer of whatever I'm working through and sitting and asking the Lord and like writing that out, whether it's a word he's giving me or just hashing it through and inviting the Holy spirit into that. Um, and so uh, the cool thing is it's just these pages, these white papers. So if I want to like pull something out to use for Instagram or whatever, I just pull that one paper piece of paper out and like hold it up and put it in a stack for later. And, um, but it's not pretty. And so it's not something that I have to like, hold, uh, it's not something that I have to feel like I can cu- have to curate my words. Yes. You literally just dump it out. And I try to do three pages because she says, uh, the Julia Cameron says, you know, Three pages front and back, or not three, like three total front and back. Yes. Am I saying that right? Like two pages with, you know, whatever. Yes. Sorry, you don't have to do weeks. six pages. You don't have to do six pages. Because I was you. like, wait, I don't do that much. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, like, you know, front and back. And I think by the time you get to like the page and a half, your hand starts cramping up. But if you can hang tight, like then you get You've gotten through, all the... You get through the fluff mm-hmm. and then you really get to the meat. I have meat. to do this. I have to do that. Like that's what you're working through. Yes, all that stuff, exactly. So you can get to the... Yes, what you're supposed to be focusing on. Yeah, and so that's been a game changer for me. That's been a, a place of like, because Steph did did Stephanie Ackerman. Oh, so I know turn she, you on. No, just that? several of my artist friends have talked about. Even in like, I enjoy listening to marketing podcasts and business, and they're even starting to talk about. Really? Oh yeah, it's crazy. Like she's she's like getting in on. It was a super duper like businessy podcast, and they started. Was it the one it. that? What was the one that you sent to me recently, man? Oh, the um, Creative was, Live guy. Yeah. Um, Chase Chase Jarvis. That's a great podcast. He says the f word every now and then, so just beware. But yeah, yeah, Chase Jarvis. It's called. Um, well, he's the guy who runs Creative Friday. Live. Yeah, so I love just listening to marketing creatives type podcasts. Um. Just something different. Sure. Yeah. They, you can totally they, I was just it. trying to think what that one was about because I listened to partial. It's a, his, so he wrote a book about creativity. Right. And so it was kind of about his book of, about creativity. It was a long one. So it was, it was very long. That's why. I, yeah. But it was with the guy who did the humans of New York. And so yes. That photographer. Really yes. fascinating. Yes. I, I suggest that podcast highly. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good podcast. Um, okay. And we do suggest Cameron. Joey Cameron's artist way. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. But take and leave what, you know, doesn't sure. sit right with your yeah. theology and nothing wrong with sitting and praying and dumping it out with the, no, the Lord. I think I like that idea that you said. I mean, I think that's a great way. Cause then, you know, when you're brain, well, this person did this and then it helps you to pray through this situation that totally 
Like anything so that could be blocking you from yeah. moving forward. Mm-hmm. Things that we don't even know mm-hmm. um, that you wouldn't equate with your productivity or your creativity or whatever box you're trying to work through. Other things, whether it be relationships or... I don't know. Usually it's relationships. Yes, it's, <laughs> it's yep, usually normally. relationships mm-hmm. that then affect other areas and just to work through that, especially with the Lord. And, um, and also, you know, coming with a posture of humility of like, not just like what they did. Oh, sure. Because you'll usually dig through and see these common threads in yourself that really do affect those other areas of your life, including yeah. how you handle work, creativity, you know, whatever. Hmm. Okay, so um, I had a thought, but Holly, I was going to ask you, Lordy, I'm having a, I need a brain dump. Yeah, it's all right. We're kind of brain dumping right now. We are brain dumping right now. <laughs> no, really. I like was like where I was going to go next. Good grief. It's all right. Shoot me now. <laughs> Lord, have mercy on my soul. Okay, as Matt would say. Yes, have mercy on her soul. <laughs> I said something else earlier like that, and he was just like, yes, God bless us all. <laughs> um, okay, so but um, so you love to gather women. Yes. All right, I love to attend. The planning is not my forte. Okay. I, I can do that. I like to gather the people, and then I like to bring in the people. Okay, so you're very good. I like that. that you and I would be good. I'll be like, Sarah. You can do that part up there, and I'll but do all need, the other parts. You need parts. to be doing more of the the getting up in front too. Like I, yeah. you're very good. At that well, too. I think I need more of you to help me get to that point. Yeah, yeah. And you like are a great teacher about all that. Oh, the like the coaching. Well, I've been, or, I mean, but or, you have you yes that coaching, uh-huh. but great. Ad, you have great knowledge, and you have great ways. Of like, hey, try it this way, or look at yeah. it this way. But you've done you've done the hard work. I have. I've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. You've totally. And yeah. me, I'm like, no, I just, you know, God's but like. But you know what? There's something to be said for somebody else doing the work and then giving you a hand. Or giving, yeah. I mean, we don't all have to reinvent the wheel and do no. the work. Um, this was so great about the time we live in right now, all the podcasts and Google it and just figure it out. And, you know, it. it's one of those things where you don't, you don't have to reinvent, reinvent. Just, you know, find people that can come alongside you. Yes, totally. We just need to pass the batons to each other. And yeah. and you don't have to, like, well, I think I'm way older than you. No, we're about, we're about. We are. I just, I'm, I just turned 40, so you're not far ahead no, of me. I feel like I'm way older than you. Okay. But you know, we, you know how you are is like, oh, well, you need to find someone that's a few steps ahead of you. Well, that person that's a few steps ahead of you doesn't have to be someone that's older. No. Oh you my know, goodness, but you know no. how, like, you would. You yeah. get hung up in that. I'm like, well, I've got to find this person that's been doing this, da da da, and they have to be this older no, than me. Definitely I'm like, not. No, that's a humble thing for me that I had to get over. But once I did, there are some gals that I lean into or I listen to or I've done coaching. They're coaching that are considerably younger than me. Yes, it is very. It, <laughs> so, I'm totally with you on that. It's yeah. very. You're like, okay, yeah. I would love to do. Co- I love coaching. Um, I don't know how to like monetize that or. I'd have to make a freaking website for it. So like, that's a lot to me. Like, I'm like, you know, can we just do this more organically? You know, I just do it more organically. You know, I should And just... I think that works for some people too, though. <laughs> totally. But I'm totally with you because I'm like, people are like, we coach people all the time. Because, yeah. you know, eventually it, that that's that hard line where you're like, well, I can't just keep doing this. Right. 
But then I'm like, wait, but should I just keep doing this? The coaching yeah. side? Yeah. Or, yeah. Anyway, so you just, it's a, yeah, I don't know a, that I want to be like, I'm a life coach. Or right. What, I don't know that, that I would have like put no. that label, Mm-mm. but I love coming alongside authors with their book proposals. Like, yeah, they do the hard work. I just get to like help them see their vision and hone in on their message. Cause book proposals, I'm just saying they're the best. Oh, okay. I <laughs> no, I love them. <laughs> Not what book I was going to say. Like... Are the best. They are so useful. They're so okay, useful. That's fine. I just don't want to, if anybody out there listening wants their help with book proposals, send, don't call Tara, call Sarah. Call Sarah. <laughs> I don't have a website. <laughs> You can Venmo me. <laughs> like, I don't yes. have any kind of, you know, Shopify for it. Anyway, so yeah, they're, they're needed. It's a, it's just a needed of, you have to have vision of where you're going. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to have a vision of, of, like, the message that you're to, in order to um, steward that message well, you have to have a plan. I mean, as in, like, prayerfully plan, you know, and sit and work through it. You can't, but you, you can't just go willy-nilly at a book. Um, no. And expect it to be picked up you know, and, and do well, you have to have a plan. Yeah, no, totally. I'm, I, and I've done, but I've done those, one now. It might be hard. Yeah, you know, I mean, you can do it. You can do it. You totally can do it. It's just not, it doesn't happen in thing. A, no, but it helps. I'll do another one if I need to. Yes, you have to. Like you have let's to. Let's get the first book out first though. <laughs> yeah. Let's do that first. <sighs> Deadlines. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's, it's, Your book is going to be great. It's, I'm excited. I'm ready for them to. Send it to the printers and we get to all yes. hold one in our yes. hot little Let's hands and not go, hi, can you edit this? I'm like, oh, I thought we were done. Oh, when are we going to be done? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, if you, if I was going to come to your house for dinner tonight. Yeah. Wait, no, this is what I want to ask you instead. Okay. Sorry. I'm backtracking. Sorry. I remember what I was going to ask Yay. you. Okay. So what is like God right now pursuing you? Where is he chasing you? Yeah. So I was just boxing my my mentor. She's actually local, but we're in so many different like places that we do we do a lot of talking on Voxer because it works for us. But um the Lord is really pursuing me in so many ways as far as like the whole vibrant life thing comes from me just living it. So I'm not, you know coming out of nowhere. It's coming from me living it. So really pursuing what it means to live in God's presence. And he's really pursuing me on revival, um, personal revival, corporate revival. I, I can't speak to that much more than that because I'm literally right now, like yeah. that's like right now we've got a big, huge event happening in college station, Brian college station called one hope. It's going to be a big stadium event revival at Kyle field next April. April 25th, 2020. I'm not on the team, but we go to prayer meetings monthly with the community and just praying for God's presence. So the whole idea of revival to me is new as in you don't do anything other than come with a posture of repentance and a posture of worship and God's presence just falls. So when God's presence falls, God's presence changes everything. And so that is such a wild, like obscure concept to me. Again, like I said before, with like the vibrant life stuff, I am trying my darndest of like, Lord, how do I express this? Um, and not freak out my Baptist friends. <laughs> like, and not freak out my, you know, all my fun friends that have more of a conservative view of the Holy Spirit, which is fine. Sure. Um, totally fine. Um, other some, you know, let some areas talk more about the Holy Spirit than others. Um, I'm really pressing into that and I feel like I really want to be like that. 
this is gonna sound crazy, but like this almost a gateway drug to talk about the Holy Spirit. Like before they know it, they're talking about the Holy Spirit. Like you're (laughs) seeking after God and all who his spirit is. And, and so, um, that was really weird. I can't believe I just like admitted that. (laughs) That was for Voxer only with my mentor. And she was like, that is the craziest thing you've ever said, but it's so true. Just more of like a, like a step toward that. I mean, my goodness, Beth Moore's done that. She's talked about the Holy Spirit. We've all, you know, like other, you know, more conservative people have. And they're like, well, why not? You know? So sure. it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, so, it's really anyway, fine. I think it's just a new area for me to explore as, as in-depth as I am. Not that I've never done that, but just as in-depth as I have been. And so that's really where he's pursuing me. And this art, this crazy, this weekend, a friend of mine who owns a gallery in college, and Brian, she's like, I want to talk about your art. I'm like, okay, you know, I own this gallery. Oh, that's right. We're having a art show. I need like seven to 10 of your pieces. I'm like, uh, uh-uh. and she's like, what are you talking about? I know you've got it. I'm like, they're not finished. They're like, maybe my scraps. They're probably in my art journal. She's like, bring your art journal. I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, we'll just rip them out and like put them up on the wall. It's some like really casual. They, they do like a more of a, she's, this is what she describes like an industrial thing, like with binder clips. Yeah. And like with my, I'm like, what in the world? So I went from saying no, because that's my thing. Like if it's too big, I'm like, no. And then Greg was like, my, he was like, why not? Like what? Cause in my mind we were, I'm, I was going to have to start making new pieces between now and the end of November or sooner. Oh, sure. And that was not what she had in mind. She's like, no, I just want to see what you've got. And so, yeah. So I'm doing it. Yeah, I'm doing it. So it'll be at the end of end of November. What's the gallery? See, it's the Seed Gallery in Bryan. Um, and it's to go. gonna be a. It's not just me. It's a bunch of artists that are Christians. And she's got another gal that's like the main feature. And mm-hmm. so I'm excited about about that. Sweet. But it's the weirdest thing because I'm like, I don't do art shows. I just make art for fun and for pretty pictures so that somebody will read my words on Instagram. Yep. That didn't always even happen because of the stinking algorithm. Oh. But... Can we talk about that on another podcast? Yes, we can do another. I've been studying a lot on that. Oh, of course you have. <laughs> I almost spit on my water. I know you did. <laughs> oh my gosh. Or maybe we'll just do that over iced tea. And for sure. Not... Or maybe a margarita. That would be better. Because well, <laughs> I'm telling you, it drives me to drink. The whole idea of Instagram sometimes. <laughs> Listen, and I love myself an Italian margarita. And since I gave up sugar, that's one. Oh, okay. Okay, well then I, let, we won't tempt you with that. No, there's other there's alcohols. There's other things you can drink. Like <laughs> vodka and water. <laughs> and water, nothing else. You don't get the sugar in it. No, vodka, water, and some lime. Okay, that'll work. That's fine. We can do that. Or tequila. Anyways, okay. We have like gateway drugs to the Holy Spirit. Oh my vodka, gosh, I can't believe I said that. And I just reiterated it. So it's awesome. Let's let's we'll move quickly into something else and forget that part. And we will not edit it out. That's the Holy Spirit. Like you're so the word vibrant, like ex- exactly what you are. You are like you're the biggest cheerleader. You're awesome. You you're just well, vibrant. You are the big gateway. mouth makes me use the word gateway drug. So <laughs> that's just how it works. It just is what you it is. You could have said something way worse. Okay. That's true. So I think it's just fine. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to say anything because that would be talking about my book and I shouldn't be talking about those things. I would be like, Matt, you need to edit that part okay. out. Okay. But okay. you know, there's, there's, there's words that you use. There's words that I use because that is how, what the, those words 
came from God and then, sure. and they have meant something to us. And so worrying about offending, like you said, you're not for everybody and I'm not for everybody. Yeah. We can't worry about offending people. All the time yeah. Cause yeah. I'm pretty sure God said, don't be easily offended. Yeah. Did he say that or did I make that story up? Uh, I'd have to look that up. I'm going to have to look it up too. Matt, can you please look that up for us? <laughs> <laughs> He's the Bible app over on Amazon. Anyways, okay. Um, <laughs> okay, so I'm. Are you? A, you're not a pie girl. You're like a cake girl. So what yeah, but I of, do not turn down your pie. I mean, that would be pecan, right? Yeah. I guess I got it right. I'm, I'm totally so happy. pecan. I'm proud of myself. But I do not turn down Tara's pies. I mean, that's for sure. Okay, but what kind of cake would you have? Probably like a chocolate cake with a oh. like just an awesome. Like icing, like a you like thick. buttercream icing. Um, yes, yes. Do you like icing? Icing in general, but I don't I like prefer, whipped icing. No, it's just not enough like Mm-mm. substance to it. Yeah, it's kind of like donuts. I prefer a cake donut over like a fluffy one of the like you know fluffy donuts. Air donuts. Yes, yes. With calories. Because if I'm gonna eat those calories, I need some substance. I need some sugar with it. Yeah, but I'm for sure a pecan pie, for sure. I think it's crazy that out of not being a pie person, you go for pecan. What would people normally pick? I don't know. Apple, fruits. I mean, it's, it's probably some... just because what I grew up on. My my grandma made pumpkin oh. pie. I mean, pecan, pecan pie. pie. Yeah. Maybe. But not everybody But we don't say pecan. Fruit. I came from North Carolina, and they say pecan. And oh, they do? Insane. Oh, well, my dad always says the pecan's out back. <laughs> so when people walk in the cafe, I'll have a piece of pecan pie. That's the pecan's out back. <laughs> Oh, that's why people love your dad so much. Yeah. And so For when we had reasons. porta potties during the antique show out front, oh, I my job. <laughs> I mean, it was on my to do list every antique show. I got the big bags and I wrote on the women's pecan, pecan. and the men's pecan, pecan, and I taped it on the front of the porta potty to make it look fancier. <laughs> in your cute writing in my cute writing that's good and then I'd go put two play toilet paper in there and the pecans were oh. glorified <laughs> anyways okay so if I was gonna come over for dinner tonight what would you make what would we eat around the table yeah so usually it's my quote unquote famous chili okay good which I got from a beach body recipe from the workout <laughs> It's a healthy recipe, so it's with turkey meat, and I know how to make turkey meat. It tastes great. Oh, how? Oh, dude, you got to put the cumin and the paprika, oh. and I so my it just has corn and um, black beans, red beans, tons of paprika, tons of cumin. I do Italian seasoning. I do Italian seasoned diced tomatoes in it, so it's that extra, um, and that's just my go-to thing. I, I It's one of those things where I don't even need the recipe anymore. Okay, you want to know mine? Well, yeah. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, what is this? Mine's the Weight Watchers chili. <gasps> so funny. <laughs> I, but did you change it at all? Nope. Well, what is it? Um, It is hamburger meat, so use taco. But, I mean, use turkey, but I just, you know, lean. And yeah, then, totally. A can of corn with the juice. Um, yeah. A can of ranch-style beans. Oh. Um, a ranch packet. Okay. Taco seasoning. Of course, some onion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One rotel and one diced tomato. So kind of similar, but the ranch is the different. Ranch. Because I do the taco seasoning when I'm browning the meat. Oh, cool. Isn't that funny? That is so funny. You use the beach body and And I use (laughs) the Weight Watchers. But if you have a baby or if you, like, have surgery and your family needs to be fed, you're getting my chili. 
Just Wait, what if in. I just need jelly? Well, I mean, that too. Because <laughs> I don't want to like, have surgery or have a baby. But that's just my <laughs> that's just my thing. Like, I can whip it up enough for my family and, and yes. their, you know, and it's easy to do it. In I did it on Friday for a luncheon. Yeah. And then Clarissa and Rick walked in. They're like, please tell me you doubled it. And I was like, you're welcome. So you can have leftovers? I doubled this. So do you make cornbread with it? No. No, what do you, do you do anything with it? No. no. I try not to make bread stuff. Okay, yeah. I do the cornbread. Everyone in the family would love it if I would. Yeah. But then I'll eat it. I know. It's the worst. The cornbread is the hardest not to eat. Bread. Well, bread in general. Yeah. I went to I went to Blue Baker and I got my, my salad that I love, but I'm like, you need to give me a side of sourdough because of this salad. And then they gave me one slice and... I sent my husband back for an, it's like a second slice because I'm like, they this is a bread company. Why am I only getting one slice? <laughs> I've only been to Blue Baker once. It's good because I'm afraid I will. But you know, the I'm salad gonna, is really good. Okay, what salad? Uh, it's the it's got cranberry and walnuts and chicken okay, yeah. and yeah. Well, um, I probably can go in there now because pretty much God and I are we're good right now. Good the that you, you figured out. Did the, you watch my video? Yes, okay. you figured out the underlying root. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a good thing. That was great. Yeah, and so many people have messaged me about that video good. and needing help with that. So it's good, to, good stuff. It's like you, you're like, oh yeah, I really need to just keep honing in on it. We we hear it all the time. We're all saying like the same thing, but we just have to be reminded of every single day. Right, right. And then something in that will like align with what is in your heart at the moment and it just clicks. So yeah. even if you've heard it 5,000 times before. Yeah. Yeah. 44 years later. Boom. <laughs> Yay. Okay. So tell us what you're reading right now. I'm reading a book called, um, revival fire. Like I said, go, go it's, it's a history. I just started it. And then I was finishing up a book. It's called enthroned and it's about the tabernacle of David and how we should just be living a life of worship and praise and prayer. It's a guy who, um, they did these 24 hour prayer movements in the nineties. And so it's by David Fritch, David Fitch, David Fritch. I think it's Fritch F R I T C C H T C H. But, um, yeah. And then I just like to read historical fiction. I love historical fiction, especially if it's like world war two American or British. Or German. Like, I love that whole, you, you know, just, like, if anybody that was in World War II, like, the mm-hmm. way, you know, there's some cool books out there on that. I was, a, I loved history. Yeah? I don't read the books. No. You just, like. I loved history class. That oh, was you liked history. favorite. And I love movies and all of that stuff. Yeah. I love documentaries and. Yeah. I love the, like, the clothes, especially if it's good book, a good movie with great um, costumes of the, of the time period. Yeah. Okay, friend. Yeah, thanks we'd for have to we stop wrap it up. Be like, so <laughs> we might three start hours saying later. more things that we <laughs> we need your buddy to edit out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, thanks for driving over. Oh, it's so fun. Yes, we'll talk again. Yeah, let's do it. Bye. Bye. Bye.